Good Thursday morning, my fellow leaders. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day, beautiful fall day here in uh, good old Ypsilanti, Michigan. Hope you guys are well. Miss, miss all of you. Um, wish we could all be together uh, way more than we are. Um, so, uh, yeah, continue to pray for you all. I'm, I'm just, I, again, I can't communicate to you my thankfulness for you, my gratitude for you. Um, I, I get to serve alongside, uh, just the, the best, the best leaders, uh, that there are and that's you guys. So thank you. Thank you for loving me well, loving Amy well. Uh, we are, yeah, we, we know how we know how lucky we are, and we are just beyond grateful. So thank you. Um, we are continuing uh, in James chapter one uh, this week. We are looking at verses nine through twelve, and uh, they go like this: Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. All right, uh, and then verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Um, so short passage. Uh, again, James is so good. Uh, for uh, the five big questions, I really think uh, it worked. They it was great this past week. Uh, uh, just kind of walking through those, so that was that was really good. Um, we had some good conversation, and uh, yeah, it was it was really it was good stuff. Um, so, fallen condition focus this week is that we focus on our circumstances, but Christ calls us to an eternal perspective. And uh, so if, uh, you know, if I were preaching it, uh, the, the message big idea would be don't miss the forest for the trees, right? Uh, see, the, see the big picture. Don't get, don't get caught up in, in the moment or in the, in the, in the small stuff. Um, so verse 9, uh, humble in circumstances, uh, really kind of refers to people who are uh, oppressed within their community. It doesn't uh, necessarily mean... Uh, people who are uh, financially poor, uh, while uh, that is definitely a part of it, um, you know, financial realities are very much a um, a part of this humble circumstances thing. But but it also ties in uh, with you know power dynamics and, and that kind of thing, um, which for some of these folks may have been. Uh, May have been the even bigger issue, right? Uh, as they were following Jesus, they uh, may, you know, have been removed from the synagogue. Remember, we we talked about uh, some of that reality uh, back in uh, John chapter ten when we were looking at the I am statements that, uh, you know, the the people who were following Jesus were being kicked out of the synagogue, uh, and so if they were, then they were, you know, very much ostracized and very much left alone. They didn't have a place. Within the Jewish community, being Jews, they wouldn't have had a place in uh, Roman society either. So, you know, this this uh, humble circumstances uh, 
is 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 more than just uh, being financially poor. And he says, you know, they ought to take pride in their high position. Well, what's what's the high? You know, so one, you know, what does it mean to take pride, right? I mean, this is something that uh, we're constantly told by everybody that pride is a bad thing. Um, well, uh, remember, you know, there are multiple ways to understand pride. And in this case, pride is not necessarily bad. It's, it's kind of the same idea here of boasting um, uh, the way Paul talks about it. In, you know, and he says, I boast in nothing other than Christ. Um, and so uh, it is this recognition, uh, James is saying, of you know, take, take pride, boast. Boast in the fact that you are uh you have this high position well you just said that they had humble circumstances so what what how do you have a high position in humble circumstances uh well i i think uh this i think what he's getting to um is this idea that by being by being outcasts by being set aside uh, by the community they are experiencing in this world uh, what it what it was like uh, for Jesus to be ostracized for him to be set aside for him to uh, to be arrested for him to be uh, you know treated like a criminal Jesus was uh, he was the king he is the king he is he is he is Christ the King. He is Messiah. Messiah is just another word for king. And so um, and so what he's saying is, hey, if you if you are experiencing this, if you are experiencing being put out of the synagogue, if you are experiencing being left out and set aside and ignored and uh, and crushed, uh, by the forces of this world, by the powers of this world, then you have you have a high position because you are united with Christ in His lowliness, and that's a that's a pretty significant statement, um, and I think that's something for us for us to really consider uh, that you know that the people uh, who are downtrodden, the people who are broken, the people on the fringes, are the very people. Um, you know, to whom Christ would go, to whom Christ would be present with, to whom Christ would find himself in this world. And so when we are aligned and united with them, then we are finding ourselves uh, in the place where Christ would, would be as well. And uh, that, is, and that, is where we, that is where we desperately want to be, right? We want to be in the place uh, and with the people uh, whom Christ, Christ would uh, be with. So, the idea here is is for those for those who are in humble circumstances to celebrate their union and identity with Christ. Now, for us, uh, we may we may in a very real sense not be able to identify, uh, and, and our folks may not be able to identify with uh, with verse nine. Because we live in a we live in a time and a culture and a society where following Christ 
uh, is not something that uh, necessarily puts us on the outside. It doesn't, it doesn't thrust us into humble uh, circumstances. And for that, we should rejoice. And we're going to get there in verse 10 here in just a second. Um, and and so, so there may not be a resonance with this. Um, and so we may need to do a little bit of work of trying to help people find resonance. And, and what is it? And maybe the question really becomes, what does it look like? What does it look like for us to identify with people on the fringes? What does it cost us uh, to, to, go, to go that way? What does it cost us to, uh, to, to put ourselves out there and uh, to enter into um, community with, with people uh, who, are in, who are in humble circumstances? So that may be something to wrestle through. Uh, verse ten, uh, you know, the rich, the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. All right. So what's what's going on here? Well, you know, the rich um, are are people who, yes, have money, but also are people who, uh, you know who have societal and cultural power as well. Um, what is the humiliation? Because, you know, this is, this, this is an interesting contrast that he's drawing, right? Uh, because the rich, uh, by and large, in, in every society, are people who don't experience humiliation, who don't uh, have to worry about what others think of them, who aren't afraid of that. Uh, but he says, no, uh, hey, take joy. You know, take pride in your humiliation. Boast. Boast about what? Boast about being united with Christ. Because here's the thing. He says, you, you, will, uh, you will pass away like a wildflower. Your wealth, your prosperity uh, in this world is not going to buy you, uh, does not buy you etern- e- eternity. It doesn't buy you anything. All it gets you is comfort now, comfort in this world. And so don't boast in that. No, we, we ought to be boasting, he says. The rich ought to be boasting in, in their union with Christ. So the, the, the thing that happens, if they do, what is likely going to happen? There is a cost. They will likely find themselves in humble circumstances. They will likely find themselves on the outside. Again, I think what he's doing here with this uh, rich people thing, I think he's kind of going back to the double-minded person. Don't be double-minded. Don't don't be this private Christian so that you can maintain your richness, so that you can maintain your place in society. He says, no, humble yourself. You know, be proud. Boast in your humility. Boast in your union with Christ. Be loud about the fact that you are united with Christ. The problem is wealth is transitory and they know it. Um, and so they, they, just like the Christian in humble circumstances, will pass away like a wildflower. Their wealth doesn't buy them the eternal life that they want. And so um, if they do, 
if, if they boast in Christ, if they boast about the humility of following Jesus, they, will, they may find themselves on the outside looking in. And so it's a cost. It is, it is a significant cost. Um, and then you get verse 11. The sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls. Its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. Um, he's continuing this argument and just reminding them, uh, you are mortal. You are absolutely mortal. The, this this life, this life that you live, it's it's here and it is gone. And while there is beauty in it, right? Like, let's not miss this. Um, you know, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. He is acknowledging the reality of the beauty of this life. He's using the wildflower analogy. Wildflowers are beautiful. They, they overwhelm us in their beauty, right? We come up on a field of wildflowers in bloom and we are shocked. We are shocked by their beauty. We are shocked by their glory. We are left in absolute awe. But it doesn't take much for them to wither and fade and they are gone. Our lives are beautiful. But in the blink of an eye, we wither, we fade, and we are gone. There is so much more to existence than the handful of years we spend on this earth. And what he is saying is, take those years, take those years, and let's invest them with the bigger picture, the broader perspective. Boast in your union with Christ. Because if we give ourselves to Christ, if we give our lives to Christ, if we live that way, if we live in a way that says love your neighbor, that we live in a way that says love your enemy, if we live in a way that says love the Lord your God, that, that my friends, is, is ultimately what matters. That, my friends, is what ultimately counts. That is the bigger picture. You know, the... Um, the wealth that we can manage to pull together in this life, it is fleeting. It is so fleeting. And ultimately, it is not going to bring about what we want it to bring about. So, so we, we can probably identify more with the rich person, right? As Americans, as Christian Americans, this is, this is the world within which we live. Uh, we are not ostracized for our faith. We oftentimes, uh, because we are Christians, get jobs. Um, you, know, you think about, just think about, you know, the American presidency. Could you imagine, could you imagine if, if there was somebody running and said, I am an atheist? Um, it would be very difficult for them uh, to, uh, to get elected, right? Because we live in a quote-unquote Christian nation. And so the Christians have power. We have influence. Both parties are court uh, the Christian vote. Why? Because we have power. We have influence. We are the rich. And, and we, we need to be a people 
that are boasting not in our power, but in in the humility of the humiliation of following Christ, the humiliation of following one who sets aside power for love, who says power in this world is, is, is not worth the sacrifice of love, of a love that is deep and broad and significant. And he says, so because blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. We show our love. We show our love by standing up under the trial, under the test. And the test is, where will we find our joy? What will we boast in? What are we going to celebrate in? Are we celebrating in our power and our wealth? Or are we, are we going to celebrate in our union with Christ, in the humiliation of following a crucified Savior, a crucified King? You see, that changes things. That changes things. It's no longer about finding seats at tables and gathering up worldly power. It is about uniting ourselves with the humble in condition, the, with those in humble circumstances, with uh, finding finding Christ in this world. Now, let's be let's be real clear here. This is not a chastisement on being rich. This is not um, saying don't pursue wealth. It's not at all what he's saying. He's saying, where are you finding, where are you finding your joy? Where are you finding your identity, your purpose? Is, are you uniting yourself with your wealth or are you uniting yourself with Christ? That really becomes the issue. That's the test, my friends. And we have to persevere. We have to persevere under that trial because it is just too easy to unite ourselves with our wealth and our prosperity and our power. All right. Um, so uh, we, we, we cannot miss the forest for the trees. You see, if we focus all of our attention, if we're in humble circumstances and we are worried and, uh, about, uh, you know, if we focus on on wanting more money, on wanting more power, then we are missing the forest for the trees. If we have money and power, if we are rich, and that is what we celebrate, we are missing the forest for the trees. Oh, my friends, we have to get a glimpse of the forest, the big picture that says being united with Christ and persevering to stay united to him, to remain in him, as Jesus says. Friends, that, that is the forest. And that changes everything. It changes our perspective on everything. And it stops being about the now. It stops being about temporal circumstances, rich, poor, whatever, and makes it, about something deeper, about life and living life to the full in the pursuit of this crown of life. 
We need to identify with what matters. The thing about us that allows us to boast in our union with Christ, whether we are rich or poor in this life, what matters is whether or not we are united with Christ. Are we finding ourselves deeply connected with Christ or are we focused on our temporal circumstances? In other words, are we, are we looking at the trees or are we looking for the forest? Do not miss the forest for the trees. All right, that's it. Um, so uh, let's continue the conversation. If you have questions, thoughts, whatever, hit me up. Um, you know, if there's something that needs to be in this podcast that's not, please let me know. Please let me know how I can be of service to you and how I can help you lead well. Love you guys, and uh, you know we will we will be talking. <laughs>